You're listening to Compassion Radio 360. Welcome to Compassion Radio 360. It's the end of our week. We always do it by finding something interesting in the news to wrap out our week well, hopefully with a little bit of humor, hopefully even more so with some spiritual principles to carry us forward. I think one of my favorite things about doing these Friday programs is that the articles that we've been finding have been so varied. It's not on any kind of theme necessarily, but they're all quite thought-provoking as a believer in Jesus Christ. How do I apply these stories to my life? Yeah, we're a teaching program for much of the week. On Monday, we're going through the Word of God exegetically, which a lot of teachers do. We actually approach the Scripture verse by verse and work our way right through it. And that's what our Psalms series recently has mm-hmm. been. But on Friday, we're not doing a topical preaching, as if we are choosing a Scripture and trying to find stories that make sense of it in a modern context. We're actually going to the world saying, Preach at us. You know, show us something in the world that God is up to and how, and bring that to you. So we'll read the story first, and then we'll find out how God's already in it. The whole origin of Compassion Radio 360 for us was just discussions, the things that we were reading in news articles or on Facebook or other social media sites that we follow. And it's not trying to read God into things where he is not, or like we would say, finding a devil in every fence post, like we're just making stuff up as we go. We're really seriously trying to ask God, how do we get to know you in the circumstances we find ourselves? And why is this article particularly moving us? Mm -hmm. What is it about this message or this story that moves our hearts some way? We ask God to inform us about what we should learn from this. Today's article, there's not a huge leap to figure that out because it's about being grateful and expressing gratitude in ways that others will know we're grateful. There's been a lot of studies on what gratitude does to us physically, Mm -hmm. how our lives are enriched by just practicing gratitude. Hanging for a second on that one thought, what does it mean to be practicing gratitude? Mm -hmm. Not just to feel gratitude. When I think about practice, I think about musical instruments. You don't become proficient at it unless you practice for years and years and years. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? I think it could be, absolutely. The thing about practicing gratitude is being intentional. When you practice, you sit down, you make a plan to do it, then you follow through. That's what we're saying here with gratitude. Practicing gratitude is an intentional exercise. You got to be intentional about the ways you express gratitude. Okay. To what end then? Why would we want to practice? The gal who wrote this article is named Dana Santis, and she is a mobility maker, she calls herself. In other words, a mobility maker. Well, in other words, she works with people as a coach, basically helping them with their strength and conditioning. Oh, I see. A physical thing. Mind and body coach, you know, and she does it with people in professional sports. Now, if you were not a professional or someone dedicated to the craft of some kind of sport as your career, You might look at someone coaching you how to be the best you can possibly be at this thing as being a little over the top. Why do we treat things of spiritual nature, the things that should be eternal for us, eternally important and eternally significant in our lives, as being something that's just like a tack on to our life? Mm. As if we wouldn't want to invest everything to find the best that could possibly be for us and the best that God could possibly have for us in that area worth a heavy investment or taking a lot of time to get that little tiny bit better at that thing. Well, yeah, I agree with that. I think that we often 
tack on spiritual practices to our everyday life. Now, many of us grew up in the church, in the evangelical church, with the daily quiet time or spending 15 minutes with God, and you had to discipline yourself to get into that routine or practice, if you will. But oftentimes it was not done, and I'm speaking for myself, and now others may have a different perspective, but oftentimes it was done out of compulsion. Mm. And I've got to do this because that makes me a good Christian. That makes me a better person. It wasn't done out of a heart of gratitude Mm. or of love. If we really give ourselves a minute to think about this, we could come up with a couple of things to be grateful for. And then to just remind ourselves This is a good idea to be grateful. And again, to focus on the theme today, practice doesn't just make perfect, it makes it meaningful. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do something or invest yourself in something you say is valuable to you, you're really not going to discover the value, the depth of it until you apply and stick with it long enough that something's going to become proficient and then beyond proficient become a work of art. Yeah. I mean, an artistic expression of your creativity invested into something is in itself, I believe, worship. Oh, yeah. So as we're doing something as unto the Lord, we're doing it as if we don't care if anybody else knows about it but Him, but we want somebody to be able to appreciate the thing that's been growing in our hearts. Gratitude is both a product, a valuable outcome, but it's also a process and a thing we use. It's a tool as much as anything else, but we got to get into how to get there and why. Well, it's easy to be grateful certain times of the year. You know, we always have Thanksgiving to fall Mm, back on, and we can all typically find something that we're grateful for over the Thanksgiving holidays. Now, in our family, we have a tradition of putting corn kernels on our plates before dinner. Each of us will go around the table and say something that we're grateful for. In this past year. In the past year. And that's something that is kind of baked into our culture, into our American society. We're all focused at that point. But what Dana is saying is we need to take that attitude and that practice throughout the whole year with us because it really does boost our thought processes. It actually helps our health. It boosts the things that happen in our brain and it causes our bodies even to operate on a more healthy basis just because of the chemicals that flow through your body because of your attitude of gratitude. And it boosts your happiness. There's a benefits for wellness and all that sort of things. And she has four practices that are just good ideas that can help with your gratitude attitude, she says. Stress is big on the radar. All human beings experience stress at some point in their life. Like every creature experiences some kind of stress. And usually stress is induced by a threat. Your actual physical organism responds to it in such a way as to preserve yourself. Mm -hmm. We know now through science that the threat response is one where it kicks in cortisol and other Mm -hmm. kinds of adrenaline and other chemicals in your body to help you avoid a danger, to get away from it, to keep your blood pressure high enough to be able to have enough strength Mm -hmm. to escape a hazard. But being grateful can mitigate stress. One of the biggest benefits of being grateful, it's got the power to mitigate stress. And if stress goes running away with us, it can become disease, literally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we are talking about a physical consequence of gratitude, which in itself is good enough. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole lot more levels than that. Gratitude practices can decrease depression and increase self-esteem. Mm. It's a mood and confidence booster. 
it's helpful for young adults, especially, and teens that experience a lot of stress and anxiety and depressive symptoms. And that is correlated with social media use. Mm. The more time you spend in front of a screen on social media specifically, the higher levels of anxiety and stress are said to be present like a thousand high school students and they followed their progress through a time and showed that when they began daily gratitude practices, just jotting a thing down or two that they were grateful for, it began to lower their anxiety levels. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, it is. This is not too far from common sense. If we stimulate ourselves constantly, we become one addicted to the stimulation. Our body functions, it'll get out of whack. Mm -hmm. Like if you get addicted to caffeine or to nicotine or to some other drug acting on your body, it's changing the way the body's operating. Visual and action stimulation like that can be detrimental to our health because we get stuck in that rabbit hole. We got to have the next high. Like we talk about adrenaline junkies, and there literally are people that are so addicted to extreme sports that they really can't stop mm -hmm. to the danger of their very bodies at times, too. Yeah. But there are those who, with self-control, they can experience incredible things and not go to excess where it becomes destructive. Mm -hmm. If you're an Olympic athlete, you've got to be on the edge all the time, but you can't be over the edge yeah. or you would literally destroy yourself. Right. You have to have some kind of disciplines that bring you back from the edge and keep you focused, doing your best, but also experiencing it, being in the moment. I think that's what's so cool about these practices. You get to be in the moment in a very pleasant way. Right, right. Well, you might say, I don't have time to do things. Yeah. I don't have the mental capacity to stop Not these one practices. one more thing. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't suggest that you do all of them. She says, pick one. Yeah. And, Start and stick with that for, you know, a month and see how that helps your stress level. So we accept that gratitude can help actually reduce stress, therefore increase your health. So what's the first easy thing to do? Fill a gratitude photo album hmm. on your phone. On your phone. So all of us have cell phones for the most part, and we love to take pictures. Mm -hmm. You especially, honey, you love to take photographs. You document every aspect of our daily lives, it seems like. But using those pictures, not just to fill some space, make a specific album on your phone mm -hmm. in your pictures app that has things you're grateful for. Just put things in there as you think about, it. oh, man, that's a beautiful sunrise. I'm grateful for that. I'm going to stick that in my photo album. Look at those kids playing. Mm -hmm. These are my kids. I love my kids, my grandkids, my spouse. Pictures of things that just bring joy to you or yeah. things that you could just say, hey, I'm grateful for this. Look at my garden. My garden looks <laughs> yeah. beautiful. Here's a picture. Fill a photo album with things that you're grateful for. And instead of posting them on social media, just put it on your phone just for the benefit of remembering this is something I'm grateful for. I thought I was on track with that idea until you got to keeping it private. Most of my what I'm grateful for today pictures end up as my headers on my Facebook page. They do. They do, yeah. Because it's the thing that made me happy that day. I think there's got to be some virtue, like you're saying, of having a private place where you, maybe God himself, just appreciates and intentionally talks about the things that are in that folder. Mm -hmm. And another thing she suggests alongside of this is instead of being drawn into social media, if you feel like you just want to get on one of the social media apps and scroll through it, Scroll through your photo album instead. Mm -hmm. yeah. Another thing that you can do anywhere, in your car, on a walk, washing dishes, doing laundry, sitting at your desk, take a few seconds to just breathe deeply. <laughs> yeah. Just regulate your breathing. Oftentimes we'll see when we're working at our desks, our shoulders are hunched up, yep. we're tense, our arms are tense, our legs are tense, our hips, everything about us is tense. And if we'll just take 15, 20 seconds 
to sit back and breathe. Just take a few deep breaths and that really does regulate your heartbeat. It regulates your body and then you can refocus a lot easier. Whether getting Bibles into closed countries, relief supplies into dangerous refugee camps, or providing training and theology books to barefoot pastors as they begin their ministry, these are all the kind of things that we love to share with you every day. And more importantly, they're the kind of things we like to do. Will you help us get ready for the next big faith challenges and opportunities of this year? Your gift today will provide the means for us to begin some new initiatives with our Bible and Relief partners that reach farther than we've ever gone before. Here's how. The first and best way to reach us is through our website, CompassionRadio.com. It's available 24-7. Our safe and secure order form there will get your gift to the places needed most and we'll do it right away. You can also support us with a call during Pacific Time business hours at 1-800-868-2478. That's 1-800-868-2478. You can also text COMPASSION to 53445 to give right through your phone no matter where you are. And note our new mailing address, which is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Again, that's Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. However you give, we'd love to hear more about why you believe in Compassion Radio. We so much value your messages and letters. And know this, your gift is deeply appreciated. Thank you for loving us in this way. When we're working at our desks, our shoulders are hunched up. We're tense. Our arms are tense. Our legs are tense. Our hips, everything about us is tense. And if we'll just take 15, 20 seconds to sit back and breathe, just take a few deep breaths. And that really does regulate your heartbeat It regulates your body, and then you can refocus a lot easier. If you find yourself being distracted and tense in your workplace or in at home, whatever the things that you're doing, just do a few seconds of breathing. Maybe close your eyes and take some deep breaths. One of the reasons why your heart rate is sometimes high is because it senses the level of oxygen in your blood, Mm -hmm. and it's not high enough. So it's got to move blood faster, hoping to grab as much oxygen as possible. It has a natural feedback loop. If there's a deficit of oxygen, it's got to work harder. Mm -hmm. If we will take those couple of seconds to literally breathe deeply, we put more oxygen in our bodies, the heart will literally say, thank goodness, I've got enough now. I don't have to beat so hard. To me, physiologically speaking, one of the quickest ways into calming the self Mm -hmm. is just having enough oxygen in your body. Yeah, and as you take those deep breaths... Just remind yourself of what a gift it Mm. is to be able to To breathe breathe. deeply. It also cultivates patience in you. Mm -hmm. It's not magical. It's, in fact, very natural. Mm -hmm. But it is absolutely as you were designed to be. I mean, God put us in these bodies to experience all the bodies are to experience. It doesn't have to be stressful all the time. Right. And just making the effort to literally minister to our bodies can minister to the entire self. Yeah. The third thing that she suggests is to share your attitude of gratitude with others. (laughs) There you go. And by that, she means tell someone that you're grateful for them or what you're grateful for. Like saying, honey, I'm really grateful that your eyes are brown. They're <laughs> lovely. I'm really grateful that you I'm glad I could do that for you. Encouraged me this morning. I'm grateful that you helped with the yard work or whatever. Just something that you're grateful for about that person. 
I would think that it wouldn't really come across well if people suspect that we're just drumming stuff up. We really aren't believing it, but we feel like we have to say mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. This is not what it's asking for. It's asking for us to actually find something that in our soul we already know we're grateful for. Yeah. Finding words to express it to somebody else who can then be doubly blessed. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how many of those grateful thoughts that might be roaming around our hearts could be a gift given to somebody as Absolutely. Well? That's what I was thinking too. Even if you have the wherewithal to do it or the space in your day to write them a note even. Maybe get one of those old-fashioned stamps that you can find at the post office and, and send a letter or a little card to somebody and just say, you know, I'm grateful for you. You have to use paper for those? You do, oh. yeah. And there's benefits to this as well, not just personally, but in relationship. Mm. And they are showing that that when you've been grateful for someone expressing gratitude to another person, it continues to have long-term positive they remember effects. remember it. Yeah. It, it helps your relationship six, eight, 10, 12 months down the road. This person remembers that you were grateful for them. It gives them a positive feeling back towards you. And that's good for relationship. It just keeps paying forward. Yeah. Think how those beautiful stories, people that you admire can inspire others and If you said something good to somebody who looks to you as maybe being a hero or an example or a mentor, they will never forget the stories that you tell them. Yeah. They just won't. Yeah. I think it also has benefits in your romantic relationships Mm. when you express that gratitude to each other. Mm -hmm. It solidifies a bond that you have with each other. Your relationship then with your spouse is even made stronger. And I think that's a great practice to get into. One that I am not as good at as I'd like to be, honey. Oh, I think we've had a few years to get busy with practicing it. And in some levels, we have gotten a lot deeper and a lot more real about the kind of things that we actually talk to each other about. That's true. When you're saying to somebody, I appreciate this thing about you or this thing that you do, that's one level. Mm -hmm. When you start talking about what you mean to me or what you did for me that you didn't even realize you did. We get to deeper levels mm-hmm. and when we start seeing in each other the best that we ever hope to be for ourselves. That's a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And then we also talk about how Jesus showed up in you mm-hmm. and how much that ministered to me. I mean, every time we go deeper in this thing, it becomes more and more real. Mm-hmm. It doesn't become more and more strange or esoteric or awkward. out there in the clouds yeah. or awkward. It becomes more relaxed, really, because we're getting to the real person and getting into that person a deeper way. Yeah. Well, the fourth way she says to practice gratitude is to close your day gratefully for a good night's sleep. Mm. What she and her husband do is they have a time at night before they go to bed where they write down or express three things that have happened during the day that they're grateful for. And she said they're not always profound things, Mm -hmm. like what you were just saying, just some things that popped up in their minds that they were grateful for during the day. A first draft. She said they actually have a whiteboard in their bedroom, which I can (laughs) see you doing because you're such about the whiteboarding thing. So as they get ready for bed each night, they both write down three things on the whiteboard that they're grateful for. And she said it's really fun because the benefit that you get then is seeing what your spouse has been grateful for during the day. And that's another way to share your gratitude list. It's also a way of getting into their space. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I may not have been anywhere close to where you were that day thinking about these things. And I find out from you, oh, you were thinking about that. That's what you were grateful for. It's something that I was not with you in, but I am now. And some research has found a possible link between gratitude and improved sleep. You go to bed with a grateful heart, expressing gratitude. And you know what, honey? It kind of uh, fizzles out those stress things that are going on. Or diffuses the bomb, yeah. 
In its very classic way, the uh, common book of prayer that the Anglicans use around the world, they have an evening service or a practice you can get into where you actually go through a service of responsive worship, either by yourself or with others, before you lay down to rest. And one of the repeating phrases in there is, Guide us waking, O Lord, and guard us sleeping, that awake we may watch with Christ, and asleep we may rest in peace. Mm. And that refrain comes back a number of times to remind you that you're in Christ. Consider that. Sit with that thought for a moment. Is that not something worth being grateful for? That someone is watching over you even when you have to set down your burdens and you might start by worrying whether or not those worries will be taken care of. Well, when we read into the scripture what this is telling us, Christ is. He is here. He is present. And with him... We do great things. We experience things together. But while we sleep, he's got our backs. He's watching over us like a great shepherd does with his sheep. That should, over time, bring us comfort in the truth of that as it starts working its way into our heart. Mm -hmm. And that's just one of the practices that one branch of Christianity uses to remind their adherents that this is how God works Mm -hmm. in everything. Mm -hmm. So be grateful. Mm -hmm. I just want to close with the verse in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Give thanks to God, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in. This is God's will for all of us, because we are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. I love that last phrase, because we are in Christ Jesus. God has a will for us that can be accomplished in us. He's not fumbling around trying to figure out how to help us. We're already in him. And if we have allowed him to invite us across that line and we've stepped into the room with him and we've accepted the invitation, and that comes in a lot of different forms from a lot of different branches of Christianity about how that encounter happens. But for all Christians, it happens somewhere, mm-hmm. somehow. You enter into a place where you realize that God is present and he's inviting me. Mm-hmm. And I say yes. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, begins this process of stepping into a lifestyle, a practice of gratitude because mm-hmm. there's something every single day that it got to be inspiring because God was there for crying out loud. Yeah. God is, and that is worth celebrating. Yeah. There's a great little book that we used to use in our home when our kids were little, and it's called 10,000 Things mm-hmm. to Praise God For. And it's just a book of lists. It's a book of 10,000 things that you can read through. If you're wondering, what can I show gratitude for? What can I praise or thank God for? This little book is a great tool. It wasn't little. Use. No, it's a thick book. <laughs> it's 10,000 things. Yeah. That book itself may still be in bookstores. I don't know. But it's on Amazon. I just looked go. it up. So 10,000 Things to Praise God For is someplace to actually start because it's so inspiring in its silliness at times. I hadn't thought about thanking God for roller skates, but there it is. <laughs> but there are plenty of things where it'll bring about a memory of something that was joyful to you in your life. And you'll say, yeah, that one I'm definitely thanking God for. And then so many times throughout that book, they would mention fellow followers of the way in. They would mention a state or a country or a region or a language group that you hadn't thought of that day. Mm -hmm. And suddenly now you are. And because of that, you're praising God and praying for those people. It's a great book in that regard. Yeah. So friends, thanks so much for joining us on Compassion Radio's 360 this week. The article, again, that inspired this conversation is on the website and a link on our podcast page for this program. So just find that there at CompassionRadio.com. Thanks for joining us.
Whether getting Bibles into closed countries, relief supplies into dangerous refugee camps, or providing training and theology books to barefoot pastors as they begin their ministry, these are all the kind of things that we love to share with you every day. And more importantly, they're the kind of things we like to do. So call us today at 1-800-868-2478. And note our new mailing address, which is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Again, that's Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Or give online at CompassionRadio.com. We need you, friend, so contact us today.